0: Hello, and welcome back to Summer Movie Club. Today is May 13th, 2020. I'm joined again by my brother, Zach, of course. How's it going? Uh, today, we are going to be... Uh, I don't know if that was directed towards me or just the audience, just Zach, in general. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, today, we're going to be discussing the 1996 classic, Space Jam, starring uh, Michael Jordan. Fun fact, uh, I was just telling Zach, Shape of Water came out the day before his birthday in what was it, 2017 Mm -hmm. and space jam came out November 15th, 1996, which is the day after my birthday. So this movie came out the day after I turned six years old, Um, which means Zach, you were 96 November of 96. I would have been eight about to be nine. Yeah. Um, So yeah, fun movie. Uh, you know, it, it, it's it's the classic uh, it's the classic Looney Tunes, Michael Jordan basketball movie, as everybody knows. And uh, in a desperate attempt to win a basketball match and earn their freedom, the Looney Tunes seek the aid of retired basketball champion, Michael Jordan. Um, as they do, the uh, movie was directed by uh, a Joe. I want to say Pitcup That's how Pitca? I would pronounce it. Yeah, um, his uh, from looking at his filmography, um, he did a lot of a lot of music videos, mm-hmm. a lot of Pepsi commercials. And He'd, if you ask certain people, uh, he didn't even direct this. Can from, you tell? From everything I've been reading, this was uh, produced by Ivan Reitman, who yes. you might know from... Directed right. the Ghostbusters yes, movies. That, that, um, he evidently directed this movie, really. Oh. And Joe... Pitka kind of just he was just maybe there. coordinated. I see he did have some hand in coordinating the the live action animated sequences, but from all uh, accounts, it seems like he is director really in name only. Gotcha. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, fun fact though, it seems uh, the my wife would be happy. It appears the the big. Early 2000s uh, Britney Spears Pepsi commercials were directed by him. So that's always fun. Um, movie was written by. Uh, sorry, my, uh, my page got screwed up I have for here. A second. Uh, Leo Benvenuti, I'm going to say, and Steve Rudnick, and then also Timothy Harris and Herschel, Herschel Weingrod. They're both, if you watch the credits, it's credited as Leo Benvenuti and Steve Rudnick, and then as with an ambersand, and then and Timothy Harris and Herschel Weingold as though they're both uh, writing teams. And if you look through their I, IMDB... I was, was going to say, looking at their IMDBs, Leo Benvenuti Bene, and Steve Rudnick um, apparently were tag teams on all three of the Santa Claus movies starring Tim Allen. I don't know if they actually wrote the later ones. I feel like they, I, I remember seeing them credited as characters. Yeah, they, all, they had their hand in them, I should say, so, at least... If they wrote the first one and then the characters they created are made into sequels, even if they didn't write a a line of the second one, they'll be credited as writers. That's that's true. Good point. Um, So they they had that. um, And then Timothy Harris and Herschel Weingrod, both of their IMDb's, uh, they had uh, hands in uh, Trading Places starring Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd and Mm -hmm. Twins starring uh, Danny DeVito and and Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't think I've ever seen the movie Twins, but I have seen Trading Blazes. I'm a, I was aware of Twins. I don't think I've ever seen it. Nah. Um, and then, as you mentioned before, um, Ivan Reitman um, is listed as producer, but apparently possibly directed the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, uh, in the movie, uh, in Bill Murray's epic cameo, he uh, makes reference to Ivan Reitman by Daffy Duck asking him how he got in how he got here and Bill Murray made a throwaway line joke of, uh, I know the producer or something like that. Um, of course, you know, Bill Murray starring in both the Ghostbusters movies. And what was the name of the, there's a Bill Murray stripes. Was it Mm -hmm. that, uh, military Bill Murray, military movie that Ivan Reitman also directed, um, big, big friends. Those two, um, Zach, do you have any, um, any rem- i don't remember seeing this movie in theaters no neither do i um i don't remember actually seeing like i rem- it's always been omnipresent in my life since 96 like it's always hmm. i like space Jam. space jams a movie I, I i've seen many many times it's always been that but i don't remember actually like the first time i saw it or i, I from our childhood i remember more the computer game that we used to have the computer game was pretty awesome but I had flashes while I was watching this movie because I, I didn't watch this until yesterday. I had flashes when they're going around in the the house trying to collect. Oh yeah, when they're collecting his, bas- yeah, his basketball stuff. Yeah, I remember stuff, that was one of the levels. Yeah, but it was a, a strange game because the the majority of the game was just straight like just a basketball game. You play basketball as the Looney Tunes against the Monstars, but there was like some mini games and like that where they're they're going around looking for. I remember like a shoe would be up on one thing and then the the shorts would be in another thing. And yeah, the way, the way I remember it is, it was essentially NBA jam Mm -hmm. with weird, uh, like load screen mini games. Yeah. Um, it was super fun. I just remember that, um, I never won a single game as the Looney Tunes, but I would dominate as the Monstars. um, if I remember correctly, it was three-on-three three like NBA Jam was. Something, something like that. And it was that um, locked-in side-scrolling like NBA Jam was mm-hmm. as well. Speaking of which, I miss NBA Jam. Um, some fun uh, facts about Space Jam. Um, I took my notes. I watched the movie on May 5th and took my notes. And I wrote, uh, as of May 5th, the website for the movie created in 1996 is still functioning. But right before we started recording, Zach was actually on the Space Jam website taking a quiz about Bugs Bunny. So as of today, May thirteenth, two 2020, you can log on to uh, Space Jam's website that was created. And it's still, it looks like it's straight out of 1996. Well, it looks very much like of it's, the time. It's pretty amazing. Can't really navigate it at all. You're not sure what you're supposed to be clicking when you get into the different links. Yeah. That's great. Um, I had a, a random thing I wanted to ask you, Zach. Have you ever seen? Are you aware of the the comedy duo, the Lucas Brothers? Vaguely, I can't say I've seen them, but I, I feel like I'm aware of them in one way or the other. They're um, for. Do they the, wear hats and glasses? They do. They're they're okay. two. They're two. They're twin brothers. Um, people may most will most likely know them from uh, they were in Twenty Two Jump Street. Um, They were the the twin brothers that lived across the hall from Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill in the dorm. Um, But they're stand-up comedians, and they have this bit um, where they're trying to to figure out how Michael Jordan uh, convinced Charles Barkley to be in Space Jam. Mm -hmm. So the whole bit is like one of them plays Michael Jordan, one of them plays Charles Barkley. So the Michael Jordan one calls up Charles Barkley and says, hey, man, I want you to be in this movie. And, uh, you know, he's like, you're going to be on a team with uh, Patrick Ewing, Muggsy Bogues, and the other dudes who I don't know their name, Sean Bradley and Larry Johnson. There you go. And uh, Charles Barkley goes, oh, that's a, that's a great team. Who's going to be on your team? And Michael Jordan responds, Bugs Bunny. Um, and the guy who's playing Charles Barkley kind of gives a, like, what the fuck type face. Mm-hmm. And then he gets called waiting, and he, hang- he goes over to the other line, and it's Shaq. And Shaq's like, hey, Charles Barkley, I got a great idea for a movie. Two words, rap and genie. And then he hangs up with Shaq and instantly picks back up with Michael Jordan and says, I'm in for Space Jam because Shazam was garbage. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've seen it. I saw it once when we were little, and I couldn't tell you. I'm sure it's garbage, but I I, I don't want to speak out of school. I don't. The I, only, I can confirm. the confirm. I remember, I know for a fact I've seen it, but the only thing I remember is at one point um, – shack makes it rain like Big Macs or Whoppers. Yeah, it he makes, it he makes it rain cheeseburgers. I don't know if I, I, I remember it was specifically linked to a fast food chain, but I don't remember if it was McDonald's or Burger King. Uh, yeah, that sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, um, that I'm trying to think. I think that was the big um, that was the big uh, like trivia facts I had. Oh, I had another one. Um, I thought it was really funny. Just recently, within the past like few weeks, um, the website, the Chive, um, just a big—it's just a, a bunch of um, basic photo dumps, kind of that have a theme. Um, but they're big. The Chive are basically like their 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 god is Bill Murray, and they within the past few weeks, I don't know if they re-released it or if this is the first time they're releasing it, but they have a shirt now called Air Murray that is. Bill Murray in his Tune Squad uniform, doing like the Air Jordan, like one arm reach with the split leg mm-hmm. pose, um, and I thought that was I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, I've seen that shirt a couple times. Oh, that's a pretty cool shirt. Yeah, um, just, in fa- just honestly, just the uh, the Tune Squad jersey. I've seen a lot of people um, recently uh, in the past year uh, posting pictures wearing Toon Squad jerseys, and I thought that was pretty awesome. I feel like it's a popular. Halloween costume nowadays is yeah i don 't know if they've just recently become readily available or if it's just people our age are starting to hit that as the the big Halloween think, costume, but I think what it boils down to is people our age um, who grew up with these movies now have disposable income mm. and will buy dumb shit um, dumb shit that that ends up being like super cool, like for instance um. Every single major sports team, you can buy a T-shirt that has the logo of the team on the front, and then on the back looks like a jersey of whatever player your favorite player is. Zach has one of those shirts for the Iceland team from Mighty Ducks Two, and he has Gunnar Stahl's number on his back. Which is per- uh, the- jersey, I believe, is the popular. Is that what it's called, jersey? jersey? Yeah. I like that. I like that term, and I like that jersey that you have even more. I'm super jealous. I've always been jealous of Zach's t-shirt collection. As a kid, I would always steal uh, his t-shirts, but I'm super, super jealous of his Iceland Gunner Stahl jersey. Uh, I wish it, it doesn't, I gotta say, in my older age, it's not fitting me around the middle as well as it used to. Uh, um, but I do know that they also have, um, I've seen all, uh, for both logos, the original Ducks logo from the first, uh, from the, was it, Do they have the green jerseys? Yeah. The in green the jersey one. logo in the first one, and the um, Anaheim Mighty Duck logo um, from the second one of all the um, all the Ducks players. Uh, mm-hmm. I uh, for a, a brief period, I almost bought like a Conway, a Banks, and a Goldberg. Um, another one I see a lot is the uh, Polkai t-shirt uh, football jersey from Al Bundy from Married mm-hmm. with Children. I do see that a lot too. Yeah. And the Alabama Crimson Tide uh, Forrest Gump jersey. Which would, be, which would be another rad one. Um, as promised uh, from, last, from Zach in the last podcast, I wanted to talk about how everybody wants to, to bang uh, Lola Bunny. Kind of not in a roundabout way, not directly, but I have heard people say that Lola Bunny in this movie was like their sexual awakening as a kid. Which is weird to me. Yeah, um, and which leads me to ask Zach, do you remember what that moment was for you as a kid? Uh, Winnie Cooper from the Wonder Years. Winnie Cooper from the Wonder Years. Mine, um, mine's not really a movie or a TV show. And actually, I said this to my wife, and she made fun of me for it. Um, but the the first thing I really remember was that one Fiona Apple music video for mm-hmm. uh, Criminal. Yeah, I remember that being uh, that sticking out my head. I'm like, ooh, something's Something's going on here, um, but Winnie Cooper, I would say Winnie Cooper is probably a, a pick for a lot of people. Well, second on my list is probably Cartoon Rabbit. Yeah, Winnie Cooper, Cartoon Rabbit—the yeah. two go hand in hand. Um, I, I can honestly say I've never heard anyone say that about Lola Bunny. I—I I, I, I think it was like a BuzzFeed video or something like that. But I remember um, a couple people saying Lola Bunny. Um, <laughs> but speaking of which, this was actually the this movie was the introduction of Lola Bunny. Mm-hmm. Um, to the Looney Tune universe. Um, Which I have a question about uh, one of my notes. Is actually where? Mm. Did, where in Tune Looney Tune Town does she live? That like it seems like they're all just a like close knit community. And then she shows up. And then and she shows up, and no one's ever seen her before. Yeah, it's a little weird. She lives on the outskirts. I guess, but yeah, she shows up, and no one's. Is she like just created? Is that because it seems like. If we can get right into it, it seems like oh, the, yeah. they act out the cartoons live. That was actually uh, one of my notes was um, when Michael Jordan's kids are watching the shit, watching Looney Tunes, Porky Pig runs in and interrupts it and says they have a meeting. Um, which means that at some point during the day, the Looney Tunes are r- acting out the cartoons in real time. And I all- could- oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, good. Head. No, I mean, which could stand to say that she literally could just be created anew, and that's where she just shows up from? Because if everything's live and fresh, then I guess she could be brand new, but... It could be, yeah. Um, that whole bit um, led me to believe, like, that's weird that... Like, I mean, it's, it's, it kind of it makes me laugh because that means, like, that Looney Tunes have a day job like they're not just running around being loony all the time like they at a certain point in their day they have to punch in and fucking do their act do their, out their act out their bits and then you know go about their day and shit like they 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 have a quitting time just like we do but it also shows me that um I don't know if it's just because of the extreme uh severity of the situation but it shows that the looney tunes have no disregard for exposing their world to the humans yeah it's i i'm confused about The world that that this all takes place in. Because it appears that the world is more cartoon than reality. Because you have Earth as we know it. We're living our daily lives. Below us is a cartoon world. And then above us is a cartoon space. And above us is a cartoon space. Yeah. So it would appear that we are the The outliers outliers. In, in a cartoon world. Wow, you made it more deep than I was making yeah. it. I, and I thought I was getting pretty deep with it, showing that they were these, these split worlds. I also thought it was funny that apparently all of the Looney Tunes world revolves around places that Michael Jordan has been. Like, you first see... Um, you first see the Monstars' uh, ship fly over <laughs> his minor league baseball game. Mm-hmm. And then the direct path from their world to the human world... Is the golf course that he plays at? Apparently, I think that's a way to get there. I, don't, I wouldn't say that that's the the only way because he goes. They go underground in a uh, like a supermarket parking lot, don't they? The, the spaceship. They, I can't. That's the thing. I, it's it's. I can't. Now that you're saying it, I can't remember exactly where the spaceship crashes yeah, in the ground to go. If I remember there. correctly, and of course I have watched this more recently than you. Yeah. They fly over the the baseball game, um, and then. The next time you see them, they're flying over, like, from behind a supermarket and then crashing into the parking lot down through the ground. Hmm. So I feel like just underground is a way to get to the Looney Tunes town, just in general. But why is it underground? I don't understand why they live underground. I like the idea of it being more of, like, a Who Framed Roger Rabbit type, type thing where it's just like the other side of town. Like you have to drive through like the Lincoln tunnel from where I don't even remember. I don't remember exactly what, uh, if it's actually even named what city who frame Roger Rabbit is supposed to be taking place. It's like Hollywood, isn't it? You know, it's been so long since I've seen that movie and I can't even say I've seen that movie in one sitting from beginning to end. So I, I I have like a special edition DVD of it. I love that movie. Um, but yeah, in that in that movie, it's literally just like it would be as if you just took like a bridge across town to get to Toontown in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which I like better because it puts them on the, a level playing field. Um, uh, I uh, I thought it was funny at the beginning of the movie that like I just have this I, I just like the idea that like movies that depict uh, sports legends like. At what age do you think Michael Jordan was really like gung ho playing basketball? Like he's got to be like maybe ten years old in that opening shot, and he's mm. like his dad's like it's almost after midnight. What are you doing? I just like the idea that like they're they're all just burning the midnight oil from like a young age. But also he's but it's confusing because he is out at midnight playing, which would insinuate that he's just all day, every day, just going at basketball. and then he makes a shot, and his dad's like, hey, you're getting pretty good. Which yeah. then insinuates that he wasn't very good at basketball <laughs> before, and he's just been playing until midnight and sucking at it. I think my favorite part of that whole sequence is when it, he's like, he's saying all the things that he's going to do, and then mm-hmm. I think uh, his dad goes, uh, is like, oh, and then I guess after that, you'll, you'll fly. Which, of course, us knowing it's going to be it's Michael Jordan, he does fucking fly. Um, when he turns I and did, runs I, to the basket, does I he? Just, I what love. What does he he do? Just, I. What do you mean? Does he like actually jump and slam dunk, or does he just? No, like... I. I imagine that he just kind of did like a, a like layup. a a layup a layup, but started a little bit too far out. But I just <laughs> like the fact that like his dad says something and he doesn't answer. He just fucks off and goes and shoots another man. Yeah, it's like twelve thirty. He said, "What are you going to do? Fly?" Then he just turns around and just does a layup. And the dad's dad. like, "What the fuck was that? Like, what was dramatic?" Like, <laughs> the dad's like, "Go to bed." Yeah. <laughs> like, God damn it. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it, may, it also made me laugh that the dad, um, the dad is played by the guy who was like Paul Walker's cop boss in Fast uh, and the Furious. <laughs> Right, you lost me. Talk about Fast and the Furious. I saw nah. the first one. Well, I mean, it was the first one, but it I just... saw the first one. What year did it come out? Two thousand, uh, probably. Yeah. Then I saw it twenty years ago once. It, Never, I... Not not my kind of movie for one reason or another. No, nah, you don't like Paul Walker. Yeah. Um. I just looked it up. He is in Fast and the Furious. I win. Um. <laughs> I uh, I I I like the fact that. Um, Michael Jordan's kids all have Michael Jordan's kids' actual names but aren't um, portrayed yeah. by Michael Jordan. Um, or, by, I'm They're sorry, not, not Michael yeah. Jordan's kids. <laughs> not he, a single one of those kids is played by Michael Jordan. <laughs> I think it's just a sham. Um, I did a little bit of research into Michael Jordan's uh, baseball career. Mm-hmm. Um, the team he's depicted playing in the movie, the Barons. The Barons, mm-hmm. he legitimately played for that team. Yeah i didn't know that and they were a white Sox affiliate yeah um, are you aware of the sinister rumors that's actually regarding- one of one of my notes i said my note is didn't he play baseball because he was suspended from basketball that's from always gambling. been the rumor yeah i've heard it i've heard it's been denied and there's a new i believe it's on hbo there's a new documentary nah, it's up- uh, espn is it espn the mm-hmm. new michael jordan thing well, I kind of want to watch it. Yeah, I I actually have been DVRing it, waiting for because it's ten parts, I believe. I've been waiting for. What's it for, called? Like, uh, the Last Dance. It's the Last Dance. That's the way it is. And it's not. I was just explaining this yesterday, actually, to my wife and brother in law. It's not exactly just about Michael Jordan. It's about is it about the Bulls? The Bulls run? that that Bulls run. I mean, he's a big part of it, so yeah. he's like the main part of it. But it it does dive into like Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman and gotcha. I know that there was a big thing. Um, that came out from the documentary series that um, apparently Carmen Electra and Dennis Rodman had sex on the Bulls practice court. <laughs> apparently, that came out in the thing, and I was like, "All right, cool." But yeah, I, I I did I remember hearing like that. That's why he was playing baseball is because he was on suspension. That's the rumor for gambling. Um, it, it's we- serious enough that there's even rumors because I'm not sure if you. Had, had seen uh in between um right before he retired from basketball his father was actually murdered oh was he murdered he was murdered and there was rumors this sounds even a little more shadier and, and kind of suspect than the the uh suspension for gambling there's even rumors that he was murdered because of michael jordan's gambling Oh, wow. Yeah, like he, from from everything I've seen, he is intense with the gambling. I read a book about the 92 Dream Team. Mm. And in the book, it talks about how he dropped thousands of dollars on a card game on the plane ride. Like he just, he had to, if he wasn't gambling, it wasn't like fun to him. Yeah. I didn't know that his dad was murdered, but I did know, I actually one of my notes is that his dad, in doing research his dad died in 94 i believe um which means that his dad died before he got to see him save the world with bugs bunny right um in in the real world like his dad didn't get him get to see him like this 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 movie i'm like the movie i don't know i don't remember how big it was then but it's fucking huge now i um, mean it was big i would have to yeah. suspect michael jordan anything with michael jordan bigger at that than... era. yeah like this was in the middle of the the 6 championships. In fact, one of my uh one of my favorite jokes, uh one of my favorite like tweets that I've ever seen um was something talking about how the person couldn't believe that the Harry <coughs> Potter series takes place in the 90s because oh, right. none of them talks about Not how them. great the Bulls are doing at that time. <laughs> uh this I feel like this would be a good uh point to bring up uh, the question you had mentioned oh okay i i I posed the question to zach just so we could think about it a little bit before the cast um and i my the first thing i thought of when i started watching the movie was if the looney tunes had challenged the aliens to a different sport what major star from that sport would they have kidnapped from that time Uh, and i'm to understand you have you looked up like top i did i googled top five players from the nfl the MLB, the NHL, and soccer. All right, now okay. here's what I'd like to do. Okay. Aside from soccer, because I could not tell you – I can tell you one soccer player from the 90s. So I'm going to – I guess I could throw him in there. I'm going to tell you what my list would be, and then we're going to see if they made this, these lists. Okay. All right, for hockey. So, oh, okay, we're going to go with hockey. I was hockey's say the, to with. me, hockey is the only obvious one. Hockey – yeah, hockey's easy. Hockey's Wayne Gretzky. Hockey's Gretzky all the way. Okay. And if it's not Gretzky then they're they're fine. Mario Lemieux, maybe. Mm, per chance, yeah. Uh baseball. I feel like the real popular face of the sport in the nineties was Ken Griffey Jr. Griffey's on the list. Um when I when you type in the top five MLB players nineteen ninety six, top of the list is Maguire. Mm, yeah, but he wasn't Okay, yeah, he was probably, in terms he, of playing the game, yeah. But in terms of popularity and the face of, I, w- league, I would agree. Maguire Griff- was two Griffey. years away th- at that point. Yeah, but I, I remember for Super Nintendo we had like a Ken Griffey Jr. game, right. didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. Um, but yeah, Griffey Griffey is on the list, but Mark Maguire uh, is top of the list. Um, Lemieux actually wasn't on the at least for this one right here. You he know, comes he might up have... the, the top five. The top five for hockey were Gretzky, Messier, uh, Amante, who I don't know. Tony Amante, yeah. Yeah, Tony Amante, uh, Mike Madano, and mm-hmm. Ron Francis. The problem, the reason for that would probably be, I've, I'm not exactly sure. I think 96 was around the time Mario Lemieux was out because he had gotten cancer, actually. Yeah, And so that might have been around that time. So that would be why he wasn't on the list. Fucking cancer just ruining uh, <laughs> ruining Lemieux's uh, chances of fighting the aliens with Bugs Bunny. Um, and then for NFL, who would be your who the would be name, your... the name that jumped out at me? And it's it's partially due to success around that time, but also partially due to a movie that came out. I think a year later. Uh, let me double check that. Oh, two years later. Okay. But he had success around this time. I'm going to say Brett Favre. Uh, so Brett Favre is on the list. According to this, the top five are Steve Young, who is the quarterback for the 49ers. He was my backup. Brett Favre, Green Bay. Uh, Brad Johnson from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, who? When I posed this question to my wife, her immediate choice for football was uh, John Elway. Mm. Yeah, then, but like – when I in my, so when you think about it in in um in the terms of football, the person who they'd kidnap would have to be a quarterback, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know what what position did Vinny Testaverde play because he was <laughs> quarterback. Was he a quarterback? Okay, because yeah. was Brad Johnson a quarterback as well? Yeah, but here is the problem, with Brad Johnson. Again, it seems like the list you found is just the the top five performers. I of- think that's what it, I think that's what because when you click on the actual link. It goes into like points stats. and it goes into stats and points and because what you need to look at is not just in terms of a big time performer, but yeah. You need that charisma, yeah. And Brad Johnson was a fine quarterback, but no one I don't think you you could find anybody that would say Brad Johnson was a charisma bomb, yeah. Now, Brett Favre is uh ken griffey jr has charisma michael jordan has charisma wayne gretzky not so much that's but that's that's, but you couldn't find anybody in in hockey that that the the canadians are a a tepid people yeah i mean unless you want to like bring into like semi-modern times and what was the goalie that the flyers had a couple years back that said (laughs) well you who's who's uh had the Siberian Husky and mm-hmm. yeah, but a, no, nobody's gonna win a game when he's just out there talking about he's yeah. he's gonna be talking to the Monstars about space. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I this um. And then when I when I looked up the top five soccer players um, uh from nineteen ninety six, the number one was a a guy named Ronaldo. Um, okay. and I for, I forgot that soccer players like a lot of soccer players just go by one name, like when I um. When I was uh, following the Philadelphia Union, uh, there was a guy who played for the Union whose name was just Fred. Just Fred. I was like, all right, Fred. Fred. Yeah, was, um, the only was a- person I would have thought of is that guy Alexi Lawless, who oh, is an analyst is. now. But back, he you would know him if you saw him. He had like the crazy red hair. He played for Team USA. But Ronaldo, they're not going to Ronaldo's not going to be an Adam. He's not even. It's not even American. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's be I, serious I, I, well, I mean Gretzky's not American <laughs> that's true but he plays an American sport at that point he played for an American team that's true he played for the Rangers at that point right uh 96 because he retired in 99 and he retired yeah. as a Ranger yeah I would say I guess if not if not the Rangers then he maybe was a king that loose a- spell he was-, he was a king for a couple years yeah he I thought he went – oh, he went from the Kings to the Blues to the Rangers? He was – he went from the Oilers to the Kings, then was traded to the Blues, but was there for maybe half a season. Like, it was like a trade deadline thing, I think. Gotcha. And then he went to the Rangers. Welcome to Hockey Talk with Zach and Adam. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I thought it I, I – because there's been talks, you know, ever since – for the past, like, five, ten years, I feel like there's been – or as long as LeBron James has been a player – um, there's been talks of a sequel to um, Space Jam starring uh, LeBron James, and I think it's like it's recently come to light that like it's happening. It's it's more than happening. It's coming out next year. No shit, really. It's supposed to. We'll see what happens when it has a name and everything. It's called Space Jam: A New Legacy. No shit. And it's coming out. Um, Don Cheadle's in it. And I'm actually, I'm, I'd be, I'd be totally down for it because I don't know if you ever saw it. Um, but I watched that Amy Schumer, Bill Hader movie, Trainwreck. I have seen it. I saw all way too long of it. Yeah, And, and uh, LeBron James is in it. And LeBron James is pretty funny in it. He's, like, he's like a charismatic guy. That's like, he's, you need... he, yeah, like he's funnier than I would expect him to be. It looks like just based on the Wikipedia page that they're continu- continuing the tradition of keeping the family's names correct, but casting actors to play them. Gotcha. That's which fun. is, uh, and also they're going to throw in some M- WNBA players. I oh, okay, it. good on you. Well, hold on one second. We just, yeah, it looks like they got they already know the the other players that are going to be in it. It's, it's a well, I mean, we'll see how long it takes to develop now with the with everything shut down, but it, yeah, it's 2021, it says that's pretty rad. July 16th, of 2021. Not um, calendars. <laughs> I had a, a couple random notes on uh Space Jam was. Do you think Scotty Pippen was pissed off that it wasn't included? Because like I feel like when you talked about Michael Jordan in that era, like it was Jordan and Pippen. Like Yes and no. Cause in terms of him being pissed, I don't think this is like a Scottie Pippen thing. No. Scottie it's, Pippen's too cool for school. It's, it's definitely a Charles Barkley thing. It's definitely a, a Muggsy Bogues. Larry Johnson, I don't know if you've ever seen the commercials of the the tall basketball player dressed as a grandma. Oh that's Larry yeah. Johnson. Like yeah. Sean Bradley's tall and white. You know? Yeah. It's but no, I don't think this doesn't seem like a, a thing Scottie Pippen would do. No. So I can't say I I, I bet he might have been offered and was like, nah, thank you. No. Um I thought it was weird. Um I don't know why, but as I was watching it, I thought like this is Michael Jordan in the heart of the Bulls dynasty. Mm-hmm. He's got to have a better house than what he has in that. Movie, I, right? I actually have in my, my notes, nice house, not Michael Jordan nice. Yeah, like it's it is a very like it's far nicer than my house. Um, but Michael Jordan was probably like wiping his ass with hundred dollar bills at that point. Like he was wiping his ass with that house. Yeah, um, I I mean, it, by no means is it a is it a shabby house, but it's not. It's nowhere near what I imagine Michael Jordan's actual house looking like in that era. Um, I, I saw somewhere. I'm trying to find it right now as we're talking. That he makes like an insane amount of money per day to based on, um, just uh, sponsorships and and, yeah. and investments and stuff. So yeah, he's he's listed as a net worth of 2.1 billion dollars. That was a you know upper middle class house. Yeah, that was like the dad's a lawyer and the mom is a doctor type thing. Mm-hmm. That's um, where the Cosbys would live. Yeah, that's, 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 exactly. That's the Cosbys. Um, if they moved in, if they lived in the burbs. Cause I always got the vibe that the Cosbys lived in the city. Yeah, I would, I would say, um, which that right there, the, the price of the real estate is yeah. they were in New York, weren't they? That's what I always thought. It's been a I, while. They yeah. they don't really show Kyle B show uh, reruns. Yeah, it's 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 a sort It's a it's a sour subject at the moment. It's a, it's as problematic as the R Kelly connection with this movie. Yeah, which I could, I, I, I reference but, how that um, I reference how I believe I can fly is probably like one of the greatest because it was I looked it up. It was a, originally written for the movie, but then it was released on one of his albums like mm-hmm. a year or so after the movie. Um, probably one of the best original um, songs for a movie ever and they come they're right out the gate with it like the first yeah' it's, it's literally like when he's a kid playing basketball and his dad yells at him for playing after midnight type shit which is problematic now because literally right out the gate they're like and rapist yeah um, there's actually a funny uh, Pete Davidson bit where he talks about how um, we should forget we shouldn't forgive um famous people for like the shitty things that they've done but we should like accept it and move on like you shouldn't give somebody shit because they listen to r kelly music but like if you listen to r kelly music for every r kelly song you listen to you should donate a dollar to relief of um you know like uh women who are abused and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and he said just this weekend alone i would have donated 250 dollars just from the ignition (laughs) remix um but yeah, so so yeah, it, it it is a great song. But you know, great great songs can be written by shitty people. Side note: Have you seen the trailer for the new Pete Davidson movie? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm kind of intrigued. King of, it looked good. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of intrigued. It's a Judd Apatow movie, so it'll be 45 minutes longer than it needs to be. But... Yeah, and it, like it, it it's it's 100 going to be far too long. Yeah. Um, the thing is, I don't, I mean, I like P. Davidson. He's fine. I don't, I I don't think I've ever watched a, a full stand up set of him. I watched his new Netflix stand up. It's not bad. Bill Burr, I don't really care for that. I don't, much. yeah. I'm, I don't really, I, I'm, I thought I was one of the only people in the world who didn't, who doesn't really care. Yeah, for Bill I, Burr. I don't get it all that much, but uh, together they seem like they could have a little, uh, yeah. a little something. Um, anyway. Back but yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I did see it. It, 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 it does look like a, I, I I'm at least going to check it out. Um, yeah, I have another weird uh, cartoon world, human world question to pose to you. Mm-hmm. When the cartoons are in our world, okay. How do they are? Do they appear three D to us, or do they appear two D? I don't know because Daffy Duck does mention that, like when they say when Michael Jordan tells them he, they have to go get his stuff and he goes to the 3D world. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I'm going to guess. Because it means like if they appear 2D to us, that means at a certain point, like if you walk around them at a certain point, they disappear. Right. And I don't know how they would really interact. They could fall through a vent. Yeah. like two... I have to imagine they become 3D. But... They, I mean, they kind of... I feel like they kind of looked it when, mm-hmm. when they were going through... Um, Michael Jordan's house to get his basketball gear. Just the idea—if of, if they have to pick up something, you have to think they have to be able to they, hold it yeah. in the third dimension. Yeah, they—they—they they, they look like when they're in tune world, they look two D. But when they were in the real world, um, and I'm sure it just has to go with you know putting cartoons over that type of environment, but they look like they had a more three dimensional, rounded feel to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought it was, that was an interesting concept, like. Because, like you said, realistically, if they're pure two D to us, they could fall through a sewer grate just walking down the street. Yeah. Um, It's it's funny that this is a uh, the movie's an hour and twenty eight minutes long, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's a quick movie. It's an hour and a half. Forty five minutes it takes for Michael Jordan to touch a basketball. But once it gets into the basketball, it's really it's they they go right into it. Yeah, you expect a montage in between the like, the first, try, like, practice. And... The whole first practice was a montage. Was it? Yeah, like, they get him his gear, and he's like, all right, let's see if I can still do this. Oh, well, that's not really a montage. I mean, the, the montage in the terms of a sports movie where they all suck, and then they collectively get gotcha. better. Like, in it's the, just... It's in just, the sense it, that, like, uh, what is, was it Team America that made fun of it? Even Rocky had a montage? Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, I, I could see. Yeah, that's more of a, that first practice was more of a highlight reel, if you want to say that. Yeah. They have, he's, he was wondering if he could still play and then he plays and then literally the next scene, they're playing the game. Yeah. Um, so much so that literally um, my one note says 45 minutes in and Michael Jordan finally is going to play basketball. And then like four lines later, it's like there's 10 seconds left in the game. Yeah. It's, it, it, it buzzes along. Yeah. Um, my I have a note about the game where uh, Michael Jordan says, let's just have some fun. Like, did they explain to him the situation? I said that out loud. So I was watching it with my wife and my brother-in-law in the room. And he said that, let's just have fun. And I was like, no, Michael. No, Michael, this is the, a serious, they're, like, they're slavery. They're playing hand. for their freedom. Yeah, like, this, is, this isn't like a pickup game after school. Like, they're going to be enslaved by Danny DeVito. <laughs> Yeah, like that's a nice sentiment, but yeah, like I get it. Like you want to, you don't, you want the kids to to know that it's just a game, but there's there's there are real animated stakes here. <laughs> oh, so, well, now that we're on the game, I came to a conclusion that I was very proud of. I think I made a like I picked up on a subtle uh, detail that they were putting in without mentioning it specifically at all. What's that? I feel like I know why Marvin the Martian is the the referee. Oh, I've seen this before because he's uh he's like he's he's the middle ground. He's a looney tune that's oh, an alien. I'm not even like the first one. Oh damn. No, no, I've seen I've seen people I've seen people say that before. Well fuck he's, then. Yeah, he's the referee because he's a looney tune that's an alien. So he's he's I got it was his, hot shit. No, no, he's got his he's got his toes in both pools there. Well fuck. Nah, you're not you're not you're nothing special, Zach. Um I thought it was very strange. Um, let me pose a question to you. Mm-hmm. You are making a movie starring Michael Jordan playing basketball with the Looney Tunes. Okay. okay. Michael Jordan has a very famous pose that he's depicted doing while playing basketball. Right. Okay. Which Looney Tune character are you going to have do that pose? Mm-hmm. Fug, so Right? Not Elmore Fudd that they fucking have do it in the movie? <laughs> Why would you pick Elmer fucking Fudd to do the Air Jordan pose? If you think about it, though, he looks the most. He does. He's he's he looks the most if like. If you him. took a silhouette of Elmer Fudd doing <laughs> the Michael Jordan slam dunk pose, it would be the most like closest facsimile to the actual Michael Jordan doing it. Yeah, Which, if I had to guess, that's literally the reason they did it. Maybe, but like it's still. I was sitting there watching it, going like, "Why the fuck?" Like, like (laughs) you think Looney Tunes? You think Bugs Bunny? Like Mm -hmm. he's the he's the flagship Looney Tunes. You know, in all likelihood, maybe Nike had some problem with it because it's the Nike, like you know, logo. That's, That's bullshit. Because this whole the whole movie stems from a Nike commercial where Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan are playing basketball. Yeah, but like you didn't just then say, Let's make a movie. No, but like you'd have to imagine they would be like, Oh, we had him in one of our like it just it just seemed very strange to me that you wouldn't make you wouldn't take Bug's Bunny and have him do that dunk. Like it's it, it it just kinda of rubbed me the wrong way. I guess. Um my one problem, not one problem. Yeah, there's, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of problems. You know what? You know what I, was, I was about to say as a side note, there is a lot of problems in the movie, but unlike, say, like Nightmare Before Christmas, where we dived into the minutia of it, this movie's inherently silly. Yeah. So it's hard to, like, nitpick the silliness, because yeah. it's inherently silly. But there are some things, like, we, I feel like we know who three of the five monsters whose talent they have. The orange one specifically says he wants Charles Barkley's talent. Yeah. So we know that he's the orange one. Yeah. The red one is much shorter than everybody else. So he's obviously Muggsy Bogues. Right. The blue the... one is much taller than everyone else. So, so he's obviously... obviously Sean Bradley. Not to mention like he just he looks like he, he looks does, like yeah. if he painted Sean Bradley blue. Now, that leaves the green one and the purple one for Larry Johnson and Patrick, Patrick Ewing. Ewing. I wonder why they didn't make clear which one was supposed to be which. Yeah, it's weird. If I had to guess the green one... I'm going to say the green one's Patrick Ewing just because they have similar haircuts. I was going to go the other way, actually. Really? I feel like Larry Johnson... Both are tall men, but I feel like Larry Johnson reads bigger, mm-hmm. like like bulkier than Patrick yeah. Ewing. So that made me think the green one. Yeah, I was going. The green one was um, Ewing, just because they both have that kind of like flat top look. True, but then again, but then there's nothing about the there's purple, about one, the purple that one that screams Larry Johnson. Yeah, Larry Johnson doesn't have a weird like pebbles Flintstone uh, haircut thing. If anything, to me, the green one being like kind of bulkier made me think Larry Johnson versus the purple one, who's kind of a little more heavy set. Patrick Ewing's not heavy set, but he's he's not like if if i had to say if is he more muscular or like pot bellies yeah. i might say the more pot bellied one now here's my question this is coming from a place of not knowing um modern basketball or 1996 basketball were um were either of those two players considered like aggressors cuz i would then give the aggressor to the green one you know what i would if i had to think uh, cuz again i wasn't a big i've i've been hockey I was football up until '97 when the the Flyers made it to the the Stanley Cup Finals, and then I've been hockey ever since. Yeah. So I've never been basketball. Yeah. But my limited knowledge, if I had to guess, I would say Patrick Ewing was the more aggressive. In when when they're at the game, and they when they steal um, Patrick Ewing and Charles Barkley's talent. If I'm not mistaken, it's the guy who plays Homer Simpson. As is, is the husband. Is the and husband. His Wife is the woman that is Patricia Heaton. Who plays uh, Ray Romano's husband? Sister, uh, wow. Wife. Wife. Yeah. And everybody loves Raymond. And also, she's on the the middle. I don't want to pe- uh, peg her to the one role, but. You don't want to limit her. And doesn't, um, doesn't Homer Simpson say. Does he say. Doesn't he say Ewing is killing us? Or does he say Barclay Barkley is killing us? No, they're Barclay's in New York. They're, uh, they're. I they're see. I don't Knicks. even know. Oh, that's right. Because Ewing played for the Knicks and Barkley played for the Suns, if I'm not right. mistaken. Yeah, and um, then they double dipped on the, the Hornets because Muggsy Bogues and Larry Johnson both are Hornets players, and then they came up to Philadelphia for some reason to get Sean Bradley, who by the time the movie came out didn't even play for the Sixers. Yeah. Which um I thought it was kind of funny that they stole uh they stole talent from two players from the Hornets, because if I'm not mistaken, Michael Jordan is now an owner of the Hornets. Uh, they no longer I, they no longer play in Charlotte, but he's I, he's an owner of the Hornets. I believe the, the, Hornets, the Hornets are back in... They did a weird thing. The NBA is weird with their naming of the teams. Because the Charlotte Hornets moved to New Orleans. And were the New Orleans Hornets. Now... They, yeah, at they one they point, put, didn't they become the Pelicans or something like that? They or are now the, the Pelicans. They, That's fucking weird. They put an expansion team in Charlotte after the Hornets left and named them the Bobcats... And then, at a certain point, the Bobcats went back to being the Hornets. It's confusing. It is very confusing. So the Charlotte Hornets that currently play in Charlotte are not the Charlotte Hornets that Larry Johnson and Muggsy Bogues played for. They are the New Orleans Pelicans. I mean, it's hockey kind of does the same thing, but I don't know if hockey. I don't know any time of hockey. Moving a team, changing its name, and yeah. then having an expansion team that was the old team's name because well, the that Jets... that did happen. The Jets, I mean, not in the same way, but it like Atlanta was the expan- Atlanta Thrashers became an expansion team. They then moved to Winnipeg but, and became the Winnipeg Jets, but they didn't move to Winnipeg and were the Winnipeg Thrashers. And then Atlanta got another team, so the Winnipeg changed their name to the Winnipeg Jets, so that the Thrashers could be the Thrashers again. Like none of that happened. Like, no. it's just a bunch of trading names down in the NBA. It's confusing. It is. It's very, very confusing. I'm trying to, to quickly find, but I can't. It's weird. Like, it says um, on Michael Jordan's – oh, yeah, it says Charlotte Hornets. He's an owner. Yeah, right there. So, he's an owner of the current Charlotte Hornets. I had always saw he was a, uh, like, minority owner or, or something like that. But now when I'm looking at the Google right now, I'm looking at it myself. The Charlotte Hornets it just says owner. Michael Jordan. Yeah, so if he's the sole owner, that's fun. Good for him, you know. Mm-hmm. He he moved out of that rinky-dink house and bought a basketball team. Yeah, it looks like he's the 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 sole owner of the Charlotte Hornets. Um, Good for him. In in reference to the the, the final game, um, uh, the the amount of shenanigans going on on this court, it's like a Harlem Globetrotters game times thirty. Like, I don't understand how anybody fucking scored in this game. I don't understand how the Monstars scored 64 in the first half and then four in the second half. <laughs> so I, um, I have a note. I, I, just, I, went, I went really deep with the research on this one. Uh, there's 10 seconds left in the game. And the score is seventy-seven to seventy-six. Monstars. Oh, it's is it? I thought it was sixty still. No, sure? no. in the in the final, it it, it came up on screen because I, because I, I, I thought to myself, man, this must be a really low scoring game or a no scoring game at all because all they're doing is fucking around. Um, and then when they flashed the the the, the score on the screen, I was like, oh, that's a, that's a fucking key point. So, the best the final basketball games of two thousand twenty were all played, I believe, in March. These the the final scores to those four games mm-hmm. 109 to 98, 136 to 131, 113 to 97, and 124 to 106. The final score to the game was like seventy seven, it was like seventy eight to seventy seven. That is probably, like, the lowest-scoring basketball game in modern basketball history. Well, it's all the shenanigans. Like, if, if they were consistently playing basketball... Instead That's of, what I mean. I would have loved to have seen the game if they weren't fucking around making Pulp Fiction references I was about and actually say, just scoring points. <laughs> the Pulp Fiction reference bothers me
1: because... because it's the Pulp Fiction Litty in a kid's
0: movie? They literally shoot someone in the mouth. Yeah. Yeah. But it's cool because... They do it in like a carnival game type way. If you're curious, I just found uh, the stat line for the uh, Toon Squad. Uh Uh, Ballpark it. Of the 70, where are we? 78 is the final Toon Squad score. How many many points do you think Michael Jordan scores? Uh, I'm going to say he probably scores the least. Michael Jordan? No. No? Scores the most? By far. How much? 44. They have four listed. I don't know who did the math. Point, uh, points by dunk, which I don't think is in actual stat line. Uh, 24, which I feel is low because I feel like you see him take like one mid-range jumper shot and everything else is a dunk. Yeah, I mean, everything like that final that final thing is like a dunk from half court where he stretches his arm. They, they have uh, three points made and attempted in the stat line and every player, no one, Attempts a three-point shot the entire game, according to this person on the Toon Squad. Hmm. Now, here is the the Monstar stat line. You have the Charles Barkley player. Oh, hold on. Do they assign it? They do. Ooh. They have Pound, which is the orange one, as Barkley. Newt, not, I'm sorry, the red one, as uh, Muggsy Bogues uh Blanco as Sean Bradley and then they have Bang as Larry Johnson and Bubkiss as Ewing so I'm going to quick yes yeah, I I remember seeing it it says specifically they never mention them by name but they do have names so which one is Bang and Bubkiss Bang and Space Jam is the green one who... so that's that's it... Ewing Bang is no Bang is Johnson. Oh, okay. So I was right. You're right. There you go. Respect motherfucker. Respect. Dude, respect. You want to you win all the internet points. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that was um fun. there's a stat line for it if you need. That's it. an, it's interesting. Um, I thought it was weird that uh, so Um, the final, the final, you know, climactic end to the game is Michael Jordan stretching his arm out super long Mm -hmm. and dunking it after he sees Newman blown up with a bike pump and then blows around the stadium, like a balloon. Um, and then Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck say to him that in cartoon world, cartoon physics, like cartoon physics apply when you're in cartoon world. So you can do whatever the fuck you want. Mm -hmm. Um, does that mean that the human physics then apply to the cartoons when they're in the human world? Meaning they can't like blow they, themselves up? Yeah, so they can't do that shit. Like they already... I don't know because Daffy gets in a, a scuffle with the the dog, doesn't he? Adam Whoa sorry about that had a little bit of technical difficulty um, uh, but on the topic of the the physics, I do believe that um, that the human physics have to apply to the looney Tunes when they're in the human world because when they go to get michael jordan's stuff they they go about getting his stuff in a very normal way that we right. that, like if if I walk into that room and his thing is up on top of that, um, his shoe is on top of that mantelpiece, I would do the same thing Daffy Duck did and just climb up. But if I was in Looney Tune world, you know, I'd fucking turn into a rocket ship and fly oh, over the goddamn place. Which Looney Tune does the thing where like they, they bounce around like a, I'm trying to figure out how to describe what I'm picturing in my head. They, I feel like it's Bugs Bunny where he goes, he's like, he's going hoo-hoo the whole time. He's like bouncing around. I feel like it might be Bugs Bunny. Yeah, I, I would just do that thing. What I'd like to see is I'd like to see how Tasmanian Devil interacts in a human world. No, oh, we've just, just wreck it. Yeah, just fucking destroy things. Um, the the so the the, the Looney Tunes uh, reign victorious. The 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 Monstars give back their um, the the the, pa- the the talent to the ball. Going back real quick to. Where the part where Michael Jordan, having been down in Looney Tunes land for like three and a half hours, is willing to sign away his freedom, yeah, that's that's ballsy. He went from the beginning of the game; he's just like, "All right, guys, let's go out there and have fun." <laughs> so I was like, "You know what? I will give myself up for these guys. I love them that much." He's 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 fucking he's ride or die. That's that's ask anybody. Michael Jordan's ride <laughs> or die. But uh, going back to what you were saying, they, they win the game. They win Great the game. Great game, by the way. Sports, man. Sports, yeah. Wow. All, all in all sports. Um, so they win. Um, Bill Murray retires uh, going out on top, as he says. Mm-hmm. Um, they, and then, uh, you know, they happen to just end the basketball game 15 minutes before Michael Jordan has a baseball game. Um, and no one seems to remember that point in time in history when Michael Jordan showed up to his minor league baseball game. In a vehicle that defies all laws of physics, gravity, and nature. Just, he, shows, was, he shows up in a fucking space Cadillac, essentially. It's not just a spaceship. It's a cartoon spaceship. Yeah, it's a cartoon spaceship. At that so, point. it'd be one thing if a spaceship made of real human materials or human-like, reality-like materials were to land in the game... And that, then Mike would, steps off. That, that would be, be enough. That would be enough to make news for the century. It's a it's a cartoon, but it's a cartoon, and, and, a, and they are so non bothered by this that the wife. I missed it. She's waiting. She's like, "Where's Michael?" And the kids are like, "Oh, sure, 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 sure." He's not. He's not. He's not done with his other game. Yeah. The wife is just like, "Yeah, clap, clap, clap." There, there's my husband stepping off the cartoon spaceship. And there's Michael always on those cartoon spaceships. <laughs> God damn it again with the cartoon spaceships, Michael. Oh, that's great. Um, it is a solid. Um, it is a solid, solid entrance. I mean, I if if the if the his um if the beginning of the movie she tells us anything is that Michael Jordan did not have a great baseball career. No, no, he doesn't. so the highlight Aside from his suspension being over, there's reasons he went back to base uh, basketball. Yeah. Um did he have his uniform his baseball uniform with him on the spaceship? Uh, I can only imagine. You know, why, why though? He yeah. was playing golf. <laughs> he got sucked into the did did Wayne Knight I feel bad for Wayne Knight because even Bugs Bunny gets credited as himself in this movie, and Wayne Knight has to play Stan. Yeah, <laughs> but did Wayne Knight, when he got down to Looney Tunes Land, just happen to bring Michael Jordan's baseball uniform with him just in case? Yeah, he's, so that on he, the way back from the basketball game he could change just in case. Yeah, Wayne, he's 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 Michael Jordan's handler. He's on top of shit. He's not playing any games. He's he he's good at his fucking job say what you will he's he fell off of a fucking dugout he did that's gotta hurt he's the only one that didn't just go about his business when michael jordan got sucked into the golf yeah bill murray and bill murray and larry bird is like oh he's probably just trying to get away from that fucking guy literally continued the round of golf because they because Bill, bill murray mentions how he's going to score that hole, insinuating that they're moving on to play the rest of the round yeah I think he he said he's going to score the he's <laughs> going because he gives them both the two yeah because they're in no uh no, uh, no, no condition sh- to put yeah no put. condition to put um bill Murray I think has my favorite line in the entire movie where um michael jordan he gets sucked into the looney tune world as Wayne Knight goes to take a picture of him getting his first hole in one, so um they're looking at the camera and Wayne Knight kind of like aims it up a little bit and Bill Murray just smacks it out of the sandwich. don't you you point it at me (laughs) yeah that is uh, my favorite Bill Murray line in the movie I enjoyed that greatly my favorite line in the movie just because of how obnoxious it is is when in the beginning of the movie when uh, Danny DeVito playing Swackhammer we never mentioned is watching the video screen of the theme park uh And the obnoxious child. Don't bring me here, all right? Don't bring me here anymore, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> then they replay it three times or yeah. so. It's almost like uh, in Super Troopers where it's like, enhance. It just like zooms in. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring me here anymore, <laughs> right? Right? Um, kids are Even alien kids are shitty. Yeah. Um, Don't have them. So, uh, so Zach came up with the idea of... Um, uh talking about um things other than what we're discussing, uh things we've been watching other than what we're discussing on the podcast yeah just things uh, from week to week because this is basically uh a podcast about watching movies watching tv and it uh, i feel like it'd be especially in this uh this rough time of being stuck in the house all day uh give a just a little insight into what we're watching currently not just for the podcast I say not just as an as an insight to what we're watching but you know like take it as a suggestion as a you know yeah. to fill your quarantine time plus it'll give you a better idea of who we are in terms of our our uh, yeah our digestion of pop culture to know where we're coming from when we're watching these movies like Space Jam and Shape of Water, yeah um, so this past week my my youngest son is he'll be 18 months I think this month I'm so- yeah this month will be 18 months um he's fallen in love with the movie Onward the new Disney Pixar movie um mm-hmm. I really like it I think eventually we should probably discuss it on the movie just on the podcast just because of the um the the overall arc of um of uh, an older brother and a younger brother that dynamic um yeah let's get weird with it yeah we'll get we'll get super weird with it um uh, we'll talk about how we cried when we watched Onward. It happens, you know. I I'll be the first to admit. Um, I'll I tell you, Disney Pixar has been really getting me lately. Um, but yeah, my my eighteen month old has been really into Onward, which is good because I really like it. I I personally would put it in probably like top five Pixar movies. I don't know about that, but I was definitely uh, I, I, it was better than I was anticipating. Given the because it doesn't it doesn't they didn't advertise it as the movie it is really. Yeah. They made it seem like a father-son. And I think you even said that to me when when you watched it. But I will say, because uh, in terms of sons, my son is still deep, deep in a cocoa hole. Yeah. To the point where he's waking up in the middle of the night, literally at four in the morning, pointing to an a uh, blank TV screen and just saying cocoa. Because at four in the morning, he wakes from a deep sleep and wants to watch this movie. I think we'll be doing... actually covering cocoa in, the, in a couple weeks, but... I thought I swear say to you were he wakes up from a deep sleep with a classical guitar. <laughs> I swear to you, in terms you mentioned that Pixar, like, getting, like, hitting the heartstrings. I've seen Coco now, a safe estimate is 652 times. Yeah, that's so I fair. I still, the other day, we were, my wife and I were sitting in the bed when my son, was we have an Amazon Fire Stick, so it's easier to watch movies on the TV in the bedroom. So that's where generally Coco is, is playing. And we're sitting there, and Coco's playing, and it's at the end scene, which we'll cover in a couple of weeks. I don't want to get too into detail now. But I teared up like it was the first time I've watched it. And every time it gets me to the point – and my wife's like, why are you crying? I was like, Coco's on. Are you not watching Coco? I said, fuck you, Coco's on. Don't you have a soul? I've been the same way with Onward. Like At, 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 at the same points, I've seen – for the past week, I've probably watched Onward minimum two times a day, once in the morning when we first wake up, and then like mm-hmm. once right before my wife gets home from work. Yeah, same with same with COVID for us. Um, I watch it right before your wife gets home from work. Yeah, that's 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 where I, that's everybody in in our family sets their clock to when my wife gets home from work. <laughs> um, it's called Angela time. Um, <laughs> But um, but yeah, I've I, I've been watching it at least two times a day for the past week, and it's it's still at the same exact points every time. it Gets me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they they know what they're doing. They know how to. Yeah, they don't fuck around. Uh, uh, what are you yourself watching? Me, uh, I just actually re- right before I'm not even lying. Right before we started recording, I just started watching on Disney Plus, uh, the Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian. Mm, it's okay. kind of like um. It's it's essentially like a a a companion piece to the Mandalorian. Um, I don't know how you felt. I don't know if you watched it and how you felt about the Mandalorian, Zach. But I I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, I did too. This the Disney Gallery is basically just a roundtable discussion hosted. But imagine it's a. I think John Favreau has a show of it on Netflix where basically. He um sits down with people over like dinner and talks with them about shit. You know I think that was a it may have been an IFC show. Or something. But was I know it? John Favreau. There, he did have a show like that. Yeah. yeah. But it's basically that. It's John Favreau sitting. Like the first episode is John Favreau sitting at a table with the the other people who directed the episodes mm-hmm. in the in the first season. So he's sitting with Bryce Dallas Howard and um Taiko Waititi. And um, the three other people whose names I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, And they're just discussing, you know, like directing the show. And and, um, it seems super interesting. And there's a – so I started watching that. I I watched the first episode. The second episode is on. Um, I got halfway through that before we started recording. There's another Disney Plus show that um, came recommended from, I believe, I listened to the um, Still Untitled, the Adam Savage podcast. And one of Is the guys, Adam Savage from uh... from MythBusters, yes. Right. Can um, I take a guess? Is it the uh, the prop one? Yes, they, they one of the guys recommended the show Prop Culture, which apparently I saw, I saw the Nightmare Before Christmas. One they of do, those. yeah, I say they do. They have a Nightmare Before Christmas episode, which I'm super interested in. Um, but from what it sound, from the description, it said basically a guy who collects props reunites directors, actors, and I think it said writers as well with um, props from the movies that they were involved with. Um, and I think the third, the entire third episode is Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the, the Muppet movie ones. That's right. There, the there is a Muppet movie, movie one as well. I saw that. Um, and then the other thing, I, it, I haven't watched it. it. I believe it's going to be released on demand um, at the end of the week. They're coming out with a new um cgi uh, scooby-doo movie called scoob, scoob yeah. i'm my my middle my five-year-old loves scooby-doo today in fact i watched scooby-doo and the adventures of zombie island or whatever the hell it's called um he loves scooby-doo movies and so i'm really i'm really excited to watch that with him because it looks <laughs> it looks it looks good I mean, I saw the trailer when it first came out because it was originally supposed to be a theatrical release. Yeah. It's been pushed to digital because of everything going on. I Scooby Doo doesn't really do it for me. I don't. I never saw any of the like the Sir Michelle Geller Freddie Prinze Jr. ones. You could skip them. They're not. They're not amazing. I, I Sugar I, Ray's in the first one. Oh, okay. Well, then I won't watch it. Yeah, you know Mark McGrath. I um, watch it. I watch it every morning. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I see what you did there. But, yeah, I I, I can't see myself ever seeing that movie, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, it, what it boils down to is, it, like, if, if I didn't have my five-year-old son, if I never had my five-year-old son, I wouldn't be like, oh, yeah. It would be something that I would watch if it happened to be on TV. But I'm actually excited just – I'm excited to watch it with him is what it boils right. down to. Because I know well, I, he's really going to enjoy it. I would never see it because – I don't see how my like the only reason I would say it would be because my kids, yeah, and I can't I don't see my kids getting exposed to Scooby Doo like it's not like something that's present enough in the cult like, you know what I mean? It's not around enough that you like if you want your kids to see Scooby Doo, you You kind of show you got to show them. Yeah, you Mm got to show them it. Um, You said you've had a big television week. What have you been? Yeah, we blew up. We, my wife and I, we have our set shows mostly well some some reality, some, some scripted. Uh but everything seemed to have gone away. Like we watch catfish on MTV. We watch My Six Hundred Pound Life. Just stuff that gets us through the week, you know? Yeah. My wife and enjoys six hundred pound life as well. It all kind of just dried up all of a sudden. So we've been diving into Netflix and we I don't even know how we came across never have I ever which is the Mindy Kaling I believe she created it if not she's a, the like the lead producer on it mm-hmm. it's about a uh Indian girl uh, in high school you know trying to be popular and it is funnier than it has any right to be it is very funny so it's about Mindy Kaling when she's in high school <laughs> i don't I don't know if if it's autobiographical or it, it, I mean, you could probably read into it the vibe I get from Mindy Kaling is that she's very very self obsessed <laughs> like yeah she she I just get. seems like 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 you, you know you know what i think it boils down to there's that one commercial that she did I think it was for like google home or or like Alexa or like one of the fucking things, but she's like uh look up Mindy Kaling cute mindy kaling mm-hmm. funny like she seems like the type of person who religiously googles herself. But you know what? I, I wonder how much of that is her herself, and how much of that is because, aside from the Mindy project, which is also on my list of things, because my wife has gotten uh, very much interested in Mindy Kaling. Yeah. So we watched Never Have I Ever. My wife liked it so much that just last night we watched the first five episodes again, mm-hmm. in the like with my sister in law and brother in law. <laughs> And she, she's gotten in, she interested in Mindy Kaling, enough to, to, to tell me that yesterday, Mindy Kaling actually watched Space Jam as well. There you go. So we, we watched the Mindy Project. I don't know. Still, I feel like her most famous role still is... The Office. Kelly from The Office. Kelly in The Office would be asking her Google Assistant to Google Mindy. like You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know how much of it is actually what Mindy Kaling is like and how much of her public perception is from the Kelly character. I don't know. I just don't like her vibe. Mindy Project's funny, though. Like my, both, my, both shows are very funny. I feel like my wife used to watch the Mindy Project. And it was... Mindy Project has funny people in it. Like Ike Barinholtz is, is one of the uh, supporting characters. Very funny. They have uh, just in the first couple episodes, I've seen Seth Meyers, uh, Bill Hader... Who, uh, who else pops up? Uh, uh, what's her name? Ellie Kemper. It's popped up in the last episode we were watching. Like funny people are in it, which yeah. which helps. Um, upon a suggestion from my brother in law, we've started watching Kim's Convenience. I don't know if you've seen any of anything about that. No. It's a Canadian show about a a Korean owned convenience store, like a like a bodega. Okay. Very funny. Slightly like borderline racist. <laughs> like I, I need to see how the actors who play. It's about a, a a family with a mother and a father who come who are from Korea, and then their American children who are in their early to mid twenties. Okay. But did I say America? My wife's my wife's in the room and she's mouthing to me. Canada. Because I I said they came to America. They come to Canada. They live in Toronto. Okay. Um, The mother and the father are very... Stereotypes? I don't want to say stereotypes because they're not like doing stereotypical things, but the way they speak is very... I haven't lived in Canada very long and I don't know English. Yeah. All that well. So I'd have to hear... (laughs) It's borderline problematic, but... Enough, not enough that I'm I have trouble with it, but again, very funny like the cultural differences. And you said it was Kim's convenience, Kim's convenience, yes. Uh, also Canadian, we we watched the entire season of Working Moms. Oh, my wife, my wife loves Working Moms. It's got what's her name from, I don't remember her name in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, but she's the one with the dead tooth. Right. And um, it actually ties into Space Jam because you know whose daughter she is? Ivan Reitman's. She's Ivan Reitman's daughter. In real life or really In real life. No shit. Yeah. Ah. A Catherine Reitman, I think, is her name. No shit. So uh very funny. We I think it's just the fourth season just now. I know what I've watched of it, I've I've thought what I've seen of it I've 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 enjoyed. It's very funny. Yeah. And then, the uh, again, this is a very big, week TV for us. We just got into a bunch of stuff. Defending Jacob on the Apple TV network. You... I, I don't know how to classify Apple TV because I don't know if you could watch Apple TV. Yeah, I don't know. Shows if you don't have Apple. We, I pirate it. it. Can, I, can I ask you a question? Mm. Is this the Apple TV show with the weird baby doll? No, that's Servant. Oh, I want to watch that. That's. Because that seems creepy as fuck. That's a thing. Like you get into it, don't expect a lot of answers or making sense, but it's a, it's a it's interesting. No, defending Jacob is with Chris Evans, and he plays an a, assistant district attorney in a Massachusetts town. Oh, and there's I've, a, I've seen it. I, I, I've seen. I vaguely saw a trailer for this. Uh, his son gets wrapped up in a a murder. Yeah. Uh, so we watched a couple episodes of that. We intend to go back. We've just been watching them. We're just jumping around, basically. Um, And then the last thing I just want to talk about is my family does a family movie night every Monday night. And the person whose night it is gets to pick the movie and the snack. And this week, my stepson, Michael, was the guy, the kid who got the pick. He he picked Oreos, specifically uh, birthday cake Oreos. And ice cream as the snack, and we watched the Dwayne the Rock Johnson classic San Andreas. That was and his, that was his choice. That was his choice. I don't know what algorithm he has gotten on, on YouTube on his Xbox, but he's just watching. He need to take away that like kid's Xbox, dude. He, he's just watching <laughs> disaster movie clips. That's weird because he his last movie. This is the we've gone through. This is the fifth week, I believe. So we've cycled back. There's four of us picking: Michael, my daughter Caitlin, my wife, and me. So this is the 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 cycle the, fir- the the first cycle through where it's the second time picking. His first one was Rampage, which is the also with Dwayne, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Johnson Dwayne <laughs> the Rock Johnson disaster movie. So is so he I'm, is he on a Dwayne the Rock Johnson like if no, next week he's also, like let's watch Jumanji then you know no, he's only playing The Rock Johnson we, First of all, we've seen Jumanji many times. Uh, yeah. He's in a disaster movie algorithm because you he told show my him. wife that we can't watch Deep Impact of all movies because he's seen too many clips of it that he wouldn't get any enjoyment out of watching it because he's seen too much of the movie through movie clips. Isn't Deep Impact from like the late 90s early 2000s? thousands nineteen ninety eight? I believe it's like it's the one where Morgan Freeman's the president, and there's yes, like it's a the, meteor. It's the not Armageddon meteor movie. In, in, interesting. You know what movie I'm tempted to pick next? Just to to play to his sensibilities, because that's the big thing for for myself. I had trouble picking my movie. I ended up landing on. What what did I pick? Um, goofy movie, Solid. but I was torn between a bunch of movies because I wanted to pick something that I liked and I wanted to show the kids, but also something that I knew they might, you know, dig. Yeah, because I could show them. We I talked to you about the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, but they're not going to connect to that. No. So I think to connect to his abilities, I might show him Volcano. I would say yeah. I was going to say go volcano. Volcano is a great like. I loved Volcano when I was a kid. That scene where, um, what's his name? What's the name of the guy who played the Zodiac killer in Zodiac? Uh, uh, if, uh, you're putting me on the spot. It's, uh, it's three names. I know that. Yeah, he's, and he was, he's, he was in the Drew Carey show. He was Drew Carey's brother. Yeah, shit. I can't remember his name. Long story boring. The, like, the best scene of that movie is where he jumps off of the subway and, like, lands in the lava and throws the conductor the mm-hmm. to save him, and then he just fucking melts into the lava? That's bad. Yeah, which I don't think is, that is that's, scientifically... That's, that's fucking how it works, dude. You shut just, your mouth. Just to close uh, loops, John Carroll Lynch. John Carroll Lynch. There you go. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, you, you guys did have a very busy... Um, yeah, we're just all over the place. Um. So, yeah, that's, that's, uh, I think that wraps up uh, this week's episode. Um, again, new listeners, thank you for checking us out. If you guys are coming back, thank you even more um, for sticking around. Um, we're through and sex bullshit. Um, next week, we're going to be um, – next week might be a long one because we're tackling a very dense movie and we're going with Forrest Gump which just the amount of history that it spans is, is, is ridiculous. But um, I would say probably one of the greatest movies ever made. I love it, but you know, it's one of those movies that people have turned on. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Like look into it in the next week or so, but, People, especially, I think a lot has to do with what it was up against at the Oscars. Okay, which we'll get into. Yeah, but yeah. People have turned on this movie. Interesting, but I, I still have a a place in my heart for it. Yeah, I mean, just the soundtrack alone. Um. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, next week we'll be tackling uh, Forrest Gump. Um, if you guys are interested, Zach uh, started a Twitter account for us. Uh, you can follow us at Summer Movie Clue C L U. One, the number one, um, apparently that was the only option available. So uh, if you had problems with that, take it up with Twitter. Um, um, also, um, big news. Uh, as of now, we're pretty much on every single major podcast way of listening. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Cast. We're on ones that I didn't even know existed until it told me that we were on them. Um, So that's pretty big, makes it super easy for people to find this. And um, I got nothing else. Thank you guys for listening. Everybody out there, stay safe, stay healthy. Zach, you got anything else? No, thanks, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Be safe and we'll see you next week. All right, enjoy guys.